Hello, Nathan Foster here, and welcome once again to the Renovare Weekly Podcast, where each week I interview a person who knows much more than me around topics related to spiritual formation. My guest this week is Don Thomas. Don's been a part of the Renovare ministry team for many, many years. He's a pastor and accomplished musician who's toured all around the world. Today, I talk with Don about a book he's working on, Hip-Hop Culture and the Psalms of Disorientation. I found this to be a very helpful interview, particularly as it relates to uh, current events, the killings in Baton Rouge and Minneapolis and Dallas. And Don offers us uh, a picture for what the church might do and how it might respond to these horrific events. You can find more information about Don Thomas at his website, D-O-N-N-T-H-O-M-A-S, donthomas.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Don, how are you, sir? Hey, Nate, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm so honored that uh, we get to talk today. I am too. <laughs> hey, um, you're, you're beginning to work on a book um, that just caught my attention as, as something so, so important and helpful. I wondered if uh, you could share a little bit about that. Yes. Uh, my, my working title for this book is Hip-Hop Culture and the Psalms of Disorientation. Uh, I just turned 67 a few days ago. and oh, Happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And... Uh, the fact that I would be interested in hip-hop culture uh, happens because Levon and I have a son, Micah, uh-huh. who is uh, 22, and for the last uh, number of years he has been interested in this topic, and we have talked about it, um, and uh, there, there's been a, a horizontal uh conversations between hip-hop rappers and uh, in general mm-hmm. uh, both in the United States and in many nations in the world uh, this hip-hop culture crosses religious uh, uh, ethnic and gender boundaries mm-hmm. and uh, the poor and the wealthy are interested the educated and the uneducated embrace this hip-hop culture and uh, this conversation Mm -hmm. in its early stages uh, in New York and other urban centers has been loaded with anger and dangerous rhetoric Mm -hmm. resulting in the United States with uh, local and East Coast and West Coast violence and uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in its present stages uh, hip-hop culture appears to be co-opted by extreme uh, capitalism and seems to live for the the bling bling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the primary uh, purveyors of this hip-hop culture young african-american uh, males particularly mm-hmm. but it includes females and uh, and uh, uh, white suburban uh, young people are huge Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Respondents to to this Hispanic and and others, and it's captured, mm-hmm. kind of like an international distress call mm-hmm. of unsettled spirits, uh, 
caused by various struggles and problems like uh, fatherlessness mm -hmm. in our homes, political injustice, police brutality, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the working poor, imperialism, mm -hmm. international political uh, conflicts, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. list goes on. I love that line, international distress call. Yes, yes. That's a line borrowed from Walter Brueggemann. Okay. Uh, uh, wonderful, famous uh, Old Testament scholar. But mm -hmm. uh, um, as a matter of fact, uh, Walter, uh, in a class that I took from him, uh, dealt with ancient Israel. Mm-hmm on its ability to find ways to speak about its individual and national lament. Mm -hmm. um, its conversation included sing, uh, seasons of, of anguished uh, suffering, mm -hmm. pain, hurt, alienation, suffering, and even death. Mm. And uh, in the current situation in the United States and Places like uh, Baton Rouge and and uh, Falcon Heights there in uh, Minnesota, mm -hmm. uh, suburb of uh, Minneapolis and uh, St. Paul. Uh, recent uh, deaths of African American young men, and then the awful problem of anger and evil, mm -hmm. young African American man killing five uh, police officers in uh, in uh, Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. All of that uh, seems to be a result of the disorientation and the, the cries that are coming out of our urban centers. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. But not just out of our urban centers, the suburban communities and uh, mm -hmm. Uh, the high distress calls of people mm -hmm. who are fuller mm -hmm. of, of, of sadness and pain. Mm -hmm. And so um, my son uh, wanted to talk about these things, and he mm -hmm. and I uh, had opportunity to talk about it. And, and so uh, out of my conversations, both with him, my conversations with uh, fellow students in, in Brueggemann's class some years ago, mm -hmm. and just my reflection in uh, the interior life of Christians who are dealing with everyday subjects mm -hmm. that deal with deep pain, and how do we deal with anger? How do we deal with uh, those uh, general feelings that uh, uh, I can hear Jesus saying prior to the cross, my soul or my psyche is very sorrowful, mm -hmm. even unto death, uh, thinking about taking on the sins of humanity, past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. One who knew no sin, uh, taking on our sin and uh, so that kind of pain, that kind of anguish, mm -hmm. uh, of course, nothing compares to his, but uh, his identification with it mm -hmm. is powerful. Mm -hmm.
Yes. And so I'm, I'm interested in talking uh, out of those places. So the, uh, the international distress call that, that we, we, we see going on, and uh, how does that fit with this, this very interesting term, Psalms of Disorientation? Well, uh, for instance, uh, uh, King David's uh, ability to speak out of a psalm like Psalms 13, which is a favorite psalm of mine, Mm -hmm. he addresses his psalm 13 with complaint. And so um, the address starts with, how long, O Lord? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Will you forget me forever? That seems to be the cry of many in in the culture, and particularly young people in hip-hop culture. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. The problem with hip-hop culture is that the address is to each other. Mm -hmm. and not to God. And that's where the problem, a major part of the problem happens. Mm -hmm. Because they're addressing their pain to each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, and all that does is make each other more uncomfortable and makes uh, their complaint uh, unanswerable in the sense that the real issues cannot be solved mm-hmm. just by their own conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tupac Shakur and Biggie Small were were young men who tried to address their anger, and uh, they called it gangster rap. And uh, uh, I'm not a uh, purveyor of of this rap. I don't know it well. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out of that age group, but my son knows it, mm-hmm. and um, he's a loving Christian young man. And uh, but he has identified the level of this pain, mm-hmm. and so um, uh, these guys have addressed each other. Consequently, had East Coast and West Coast uh, uh, trauma. Right. Right. Uh, uh, Tupac is dead. Biggie Small is dead mm-hmm. out of people trying to answer uh, their their levels of anger and uh, it cost both of them their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just think there's another way that we can give our lives to the one who can change the circumstance and the challenge to uh, these uh, young people is to address their pain to God, not unlike King David. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, How long will there be police brutality, God? How long Mm -hmm. uh, can uh, we deal with the suffering in our community? Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. poverty, there's fatherlessness. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not blaming uh, police for all the ills of society. I think that would be very, very wrong. But uh, capitalism would be a significant issue. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, 
the current state of hip hop culture has been uh, uh, waylaid by an embrace of capitalistic mm -hmm. philosophy and mm -hmm. uh, many of these guys uh, uh, have really replaced uh, whatever uh, poverty many of them have had. Those who make these records, uh, mm -hmm. many of them have become extremely wealthy and uh, uh, some are doing very good with their uh, parts of their income, but others are, are wasting away uh, the level of income that they do have only mm -hmm. for themselves, and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. it's created problems. Yeah. So this this shift then of, I mean, I mean, in in the kind of background of what I'm hearing is the, the anger has lots of validity to it, and the answer is not to shut that down. Exactly. Rather a shift to, um, let's turn this into a prayer of sorts. Yes. Um, yeah. And as, matter, as a matter of fact, uh, Nate, uh, it could be that God would use the moment of this anger. Uh, Walter Brueggemann calls it unprotected speech. Mm. It's abrasive. Mm -hmm. But on one level, that's how people are feeling. Right. Right. And this is not unlike uh, the nation of Israel. It's not unlike David, hmm. who would address God with his pain. Uh, David would, would say, Lord, would you uh, make this uh, uh, man's wife a widow? <laughs> right. I mean, he's dealing with his pain. And, uh, <laughs> Lord, would you kill all my enemies? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. uh, but, again, his address was to God. And in order to have that level of pain and anger and for something to really be done about it, it's going to take one having the ability to speak to more than just your colleague. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You need to speak to somebody who can change the circumstance and deal with your pain and your anger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And consequently, one's interior life becomes, instead of sadness, joy is replaced, or is the, is the, is the attitude. Mm -hmm. Joy comes out of uh, allowing for God to change the circumstance. In some cases, even the circumstance doesn't even change. Mm -hmm. And yet God changes the person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, uh, I, I find this very, very interesting and helpful. Um, and, and particularly the piece of, um, look, there's validity here. People are angry for a reason. And maybe then there's something that can be done with that. Um, how does that... As a as a musician yourself, and then looking at hip hop culture, do you do you find a parallel or connection um, in in terms of the power of music in bringing about change? Oh yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the African American experience, uh, music, uh, musical theology, the reflection of one's pain and anger. Uh, regarding slavery mm -hmm. 
had it not been for the group sync, mm. I call it, uh, the ability to sing songs that nurtured uh, the identification of Old Testament scripture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Exodus 1, uh, when Israel was in Egypt's land, let my people go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Paul Robeson would sing that song and his singing of that song would bring deep identification mm -hmm. uh, regarding one's pain mm -hmm. and yet relieved us in the pain and the suffering. In the early church communities, uh, brush arbors and other places were places where testimonials would be heard mm -hmm. regarding not only the song, I ain't going to let nobody turn me around. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep on pushing, keep on pushing. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's the opportunity to identify with pain and yet uh, sing songs where Jesus would uh, release one from pain mm -hmm. and deal with the current situation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, of anger and pain in those places. Uh, uh, one's uh, spouse being raped by a master. Mm -hmm. uh, children being born out of wedlock. Um, uh, that's deep pain. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, those kinds of things are still happening. It's just with a modern touch mm -hmm. or a mm -hmm. postmodern touch now mm -hmm. with what the young people are going through mm -hmm. and, uh, and what the world is going through. Mm -hmm. Again, the international distress call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... I mean, there's something about music that lends itself to um, the cry of the uh, the interior cry. Yes. Um, and 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 I think that's one thing I've really appreciated about you as a as a worship leader and artist is uh, the passions there. It it just 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 pours out um, uh, with, with with singing. So what a wonderful medium to be of help. To people. Yes. Oh, yes. That's good. What I'm, I'm curious. What does Micah think about your project? Micah uh, really likes uh, what I'm doing. He is uh, about to graduate in a few days uh, from university with a bachelor of science degree in uh, sound engineering. So he's wow. in that whole artistic field of music and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is his thing. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, he was at church yesterday, uh, this past weekend, and he said, Dad, my pastor did not mention about what just happened in Baton Rouge and, and uh, uh, the suburb of St. Paul, Minnesota, mm -hmm. and uh, Dallas, Texas. And I was deeply disturbed by it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so he's got his finger on the pulse of why it's important for the church and for the kingdom of God mm 
to reflect the reality of one's condition in the world and yet know that the kingdom with its king is more than adequate to deal with the issues and the struggles and the problems. We had a wonderful conversation yesterday about that. Mm. What I mean, kind of tying into that, what would you like to see the church today do in response to uh, this, you know, the horrificness going on and the awareness and exposure of, of you know, a problem that's been going on for, you know, centuries? Well, um, just this past uh, Saturday, my life group, we call the living room, our small group, <laughs> got together. We have whites, blacks, Hispanics, male and female, uh, Asian and so forth in our group. Mm-hmm. And we talked about uh, what just happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was agreement and disagreement. Mm-hmm. But it was wonderful because we confronted each other. And we dealt with uh, historical pain. We dealt with uh, black males and anger. We dealt with police brutality. Um, I even identified my own uh, being, my own experience with being stopped by police uh, two or three times in my own life. Mm. And uh, uh, being in their minds in the wrong place um, and when in fact, not only did I have an office there, but live in the community. And, uh, and so we dealt with that kind of thing. And then the Holy Spirit's presence, mm-hmm. his presence really ministered healing and wholeness to us. And we tabled our discussion for our next meeting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we felt this is not over. We must continue to have this, not only this dialogue, the encounter with the Word of God, mm-hmm. and the encounter with the living Holy Spirit in us, and helping us to deal with how does Christ look as a young uh, black African American? How does Christ look as a, a white policeman? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same meeting mm-hmm. and how do we deal with that level of, of pain mm-hmm. and uh, disorientation mm-hmm. and it was uh, I think the church must allow for uh, the opportunity for Christ to disciple us mm-hmm. through it mm-hmm. by the word of God by the presence of the Holy Spirit and with honest integral questions mm-hmm. and responses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautifully said. And, and so, I mean, maybe one way we begin that is engage in conversation with each other, listen Excellent. to each other. I, I mean, I very much like that. If, if groups, you know, all around the country begin to have open, honest conversations with each other and allowing space for God to bring healing and insight um, and and help us begin to see how discipleship to Jesus plays into this. Um, in terms of the church being a voice to society as a whole, do you see a role for uh, Christ followers to 
um, engage publicly in this discussion? Yes. Uh, I, I think uh, we need, you know, historically there have been exchange of pastors and pulpits, black pastors and white churches and vice versa. Um, that's good. Uh-huh. Uh, I think congregations need to have times where we can get together and speak to these issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we we need opportunities like uh, the Renovare process, mm. uh, the ability to develop these small groups, and within Renovare there are these uh, disciplines, these six disciplines Mm -hmm. that allow for us to speak about what it means to be holy Mm -hmm. and the social ramifications of that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what it means to participate in justice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how we activate justice living in everyday life. Mm Just the little stuff, the little simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we activate the word of God uh, in acting out um, uh, what the word of God says? Uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you love people who don't love you? <laughs> well, you do it because Christ said do it. Mm-hmm. For that's the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so all of these areas, I think, uh, uh, in renovare, the word itself means to renovate, to be renewed. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the, the wonderful text in Corinthians, uh, outwardly we are wasting away, but inwardly mm-hmm. we are being renewed or renovated day by day. Mm-hmm. When we take on these acts, these disciplines, we are able to love people who don't love us. Mm. To in in uh, in South Carolina, where those parishioners were killed mm-hmm. during Bible study and prayer meeting, the parishioners' statements uh, about uh, loving this young man who killed their relatives, their mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, their father and so forth they were able to say to a person I forgive you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. to be able to forgive a person who recently killed your mother or your aunt yeah. or relative that only comes when we allow to be activated in us by the Holy Spirit these kingdom disciplines Mm. that allow for us to love when hatred would have been present. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How that's beautiful and and not as a a passive stance. I mean, that's a a very active active. posture. Um, Yes. Yeah. Oh, Don, this is fantastic. And there's, there's so much more to be said in this. And thank you so much for beginning a conversation. uh, Well, thank you, Nate. Appreciate you. Uh, uh, interviewing me about this important subject. Oh, it's it's, it's my it's my privilege. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Bye. Thank you. Bye.